Since the beginning of time, men have objectified women, from tramp to tart or whore to hoe, and at some point in 2012, a new word was born. Thought, meaning that hoe out there or that hoe over there. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Spiritual Thoughts Podcast with your host, me, Taylor. Now, usually I have the treat of having a special guest on, but today I decided that I was going to do a solo episode. So today we're going to be exploring, if you have been following the podcast, um, we've been exploring different levels of consciousness off the chart of consciousness developed by Dr. David Hawkins. And so the purpose of this map or chart is really to just explore the depths of human emotion and these different levels of consciousness that exist within each emotion or emotional state. And so today we are kind of going down the rabbit hole of reasoning, reasoning, logic, meaning. So one of the things that I'd like to point out about reasoning in the healing process is a lot of us think that we're healing but we're actually just intellectualizing our emotions. And so what intellectualizing your emotions means is this is basically just a defense mechanism that we use to avoid painful emotions by using reasoning or logic to kind of downplay or understand their significance. And so most of us don't realize how often we actually do this and how much pain we still carry around with us. Um, this was myself included, and I am currently going through the process of learning how to stop intellectualizing my emotions because Sometimes I do catch myself doing it a lot um, and actually getting into my body and feeling them instead. And so a lot of us don't realize that even though we're on a healing journey, we still carry a lot of pain within us. And this pain can show up as um, physical illness, chronic pain, uh, mental health conditions like anxiety or depression. It could be like you always getting sick or always feeling hurt um, on like a physical level. This could be uh, dissociation from the body or from our environment. Most of our medical and mental health ailments and conditions are actually due to the root cause of carrying around past trauma that we haven't unpacked or past pain. To go into that a little bit, um, I don't know if you guys have ever read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, but if you haven't, I highly suggest you check it out. It is such a good book about how trauma impacts the body and uh, our process to heal. And so basically what happens during trauma or a traumatic event um, is our brain can't process everything that's happening right in this moment. So what it actually does is it stores it for later in the body within your tissues or your cells or your muscles and stores it for later in order for you to be able to process it at another time when you are in a spot where you can handle dealing with that. And so most of us um, we actually don't go back and deal with that past pain or trauma. We usually reach out to alcohol or we scroll on social media or we do shopping or, you know, we go on this spiritual journey and we learn about all these concepts and we understand and study our pain, but we don't actually give ourselves, give ourselves the space and the opportunity to feel the pain because feeling the pain is really fucking scary and, um, it fucking sucks, honestly, um, especially when you're not used to 
feeling all of your emotions. And so I've been extremely guilty of this in uh, my healing journey. I was a huge intellectualizer of my emotions when I first started out and really even up until this past year. But this past year, I really worked on getting back into my body and creating a home within my body, uh, creating that safety. So then it feels safe to actually be here in this body that I have, really connecting with my flesh through exercise and dance and different breath work and breathing exercises and somatic processes. Before that, I'd read books and I'd watch all the videos and listen to all the podcasts and talk about how much I'm healing because I'd, I'd know all these concepts and I'd explain them to people and talk to people about them and I'd talk about manifestation and, you know, how you just have to let go of your emotions and let them be and just move through them, right? And I understood this at a mind level, at an intellectualized level. Yet I still felt like I wasn't really going deep enough and I'd still get extremely triggered into flashbacks or painful memories of the of the past. And so, you know, my solution was I need to read another book or I need to find another YouTube video about, you know, what's going on with me. Or I do another forgiveness meditation or ritual, you know, another cord cutting session, another cleansing ritual to get rid of the stuck energy. And if this sounds familiar or it sounds like you, it's like this circle of, you know, learning a concept, learning a concept, and then you're still in pain or you're still not feeling fulfilled or you're still feeling anxious or depressed. And that's because you're probably not jumping into your body. You're, it's all in the mind, right? And in order to heal, you really have to experience the body. You have to allow your emotions and yourself to be experienced through the flesh because we didn't come to this physical 3D plane to only live in our mind or only live in um, the spiritual realm or the ethers because if that was the case, we wouldn't have come here. We would have just stayed in whatever sixth or twelfth dimension that we came from, but instead we chose to come down to earth in order to uh, experience life through this flesh. And so I would do all this research on why I have the patterns I do, like people pleasing and not setting boundaries and why I wasn't able to express my needs or my authentic self. You know, I knew the reason intellectually for all of this. Like I did so much research, like it was ridiculous. And so it came to a point where I knew all this stuff, but I still was having so much trouble setting boundaries and I still couldn't communicate my needs or my wants or how I was feeling. And it almost felt like all of this knowledge was for nothing. I really got into, I kind of got, well, I guess I kind of got this download that, you know, you have to get into the body to heal. You cannot heal from just a mind perspective. That's why, you know, we talk to coaches and we journal and we talk to therapists and you can be in therapy for years and years and years and kind of feel like you don't really have that much progress. And that's because all of that is just intellectualizing and reasoning and logic behind your emotions. And the thing is, is you cannot reason or logic your way through emotions. They have to be felt and they have to be experienced through the body. And so a reason so many of us um, actually intellectualize our 
emotions instead of actually feeling them or expressing them or really being in tune and letting them flow and is because, you know, most of the adults that raised us are completely oblivious to their own pain, you know, and so they frown upon our negative emotions and teach us to hide them, right? Teach us not to express them, teach us that, you know, you shouldn't cry in front of other people because that's shameful or embarrassing, as we become teenagers, we learn to not only hide our emotions, but to intellectualize and avoid the pain altogether. And so we're like, oh my God, problem solved. You know, we either jump into like uh, playing sports or our high school boyfriend, or we jump into, we find partying and drugs and alcohol, or we leap into video games or the computer or social media, right? You know, I remember when I was a teenager, the way that I dealt with a lot of my emotions was, you know, I would hide up and hole up in my bedroom and I'd go on MySpace all day or, you know, play um, computer games or go on AIM and go in the chat rooms, right? The reason why there's so many teens that are in so much pain and so much depression and anxiety is because the adults around them don't know how to express and feel their emotions so they don't know how to teach their children how to do the same thing you know a lot of times your your mind might be saying hey you're wrong you shouldn't be feeling like this like look at the facts and you know i remember being a teenager and i was so depressed and so anxious and like i just felt so fucking lonely all the time and I just remember thinking to myself, like, you shouldn't feel like this. Like, you you have parents that love you, you have some friends, and you have a great life, and you should be grateful for all of these things. So these are the facts, and you shouldn't be feeling like this. You shouldn't be depressed. You shouldn't, you know, be this anxious or shy or quiet. When we look at the facts as to why we're feeling this way, it totally dismisses our emotions and then we bury them deeper and deeper inside. When we look at the facts around our emotional pain, where does it usually send us, right? It, it sends us away from feeling the ache in our heart and into our heads. And you can see kind of example, an example of this um, is when, you know, somebody asks you, hey, you know, how are you doing? And usually, you know, we'll say, I'm stressed or I'm good or I'm upset, uh, I'm fine, right? This is kind of like the, the general thing. And um, all of these terms that we use, right, to, to describe how we're feeling when someone asks, they just sound so dull and mechanical and they're not very descriptive of how we might be actually feeling because we might actually not know how we're feeling. Um, and usually these terms sound kind of dull because, you know, they obscure instead of clarifying how you feel. So let's say that your boss criticizes your work. You might feel hurt, angry, or disappointed, which is perfectly normal. But feeling these emotions is super overwhelming. And because you spent decades intellectualizing those feelings, you find it easier to just say, I'm upset or I'm stressed right? And so the problem with this is that you remove yourself from your true feelings. And when this is done repetitively, it becomes a habit and then you begin falling out of touch with your emotions. And eventually the lack of emotional clarity shows up as massive panic attacks or anxiety or depression or conflict in your relationships. And this was what happened with me. Like I went through going back to my, you know, teenage years, I felt all this pain and, you know, I kind of just stuffed it down and stuffed it down and stuffed it down. And then in my twenties, 
I was still depressed, but kind of like starting to heal that. And I felt like I was kind of like getting a hold of my depression and, you know, meditating and journaling and getting into tarot and Oracle and like connecting with my spirit guides. But then I would have these insane like panic attacks almost every single day. And then it got to a point where it was every day. And then it got to a point where I was having panic, panic attacks twice a day and sometimes three times a day. And it was just a fucking hot dumpster fire of just unclear jumbled up emotions. And I just didn't understand why I was having so many fucking panic attacks. Like I was breathing and I was, you know, trying to meditate and say positive affirmations. And I was trying to love myself and I was trying to do these things, you know, and nothing was working because I didn't actually have a good grasp or understanding or feeling of my emotions. And, you know, uh, as a teenager, I went to see therapists, right? My mom put me in therapy because she found I had written um, a suicide note. And, um, you know, obviously it worried her. And she came to me and she found it and she was crying. And she's like, oh, my God, like, how did I not know? And, you know, all these things. And so even then, like, I couldn't really tell her why I was depressed because I, I didn't want to burden her. Uh, with my emotions, right? And I didn't really want to talk about them because they were all so overwhelming and I didn't even know how to begin describing. I went through therapy and it helped a little bit, um, but I wasn't, even in therapy, wasn't taught the significance of these emotions in my heart, right? It was like talking and talking and analyzing the cause of some of these behaviors and then trying to come up with a plan so we don't, you know, uh, make these same mistakes again. And while, you know, therapy can be a great tool, you know, many therapists and coaches encourage the need to intellectualize those emotions and really get to the reasoning and the logic behind them and the science behind them, right? As adults, talking feels easier than crying, right? Just as saying I'm upset or I'm fine is easier than saying I'm hurt, right? Or I feel betrayed or I feel like I'm going through a soul death or I feel like I'm grieving the loss from some of my childhood or I feel like I'm grieving the loss of my old self. It's easier to just say I'm upset or I'm sad. After all, we're adults, right? So we should just set th those emotions aside and just, you know, get on with our day. But maybe the real adult thing to do is to make room for our pain, to feel the sharp ache rush through our hearts, to let the waves of grief wash over our body, to give room for our inner child to express the pain that they felt. We can be still and we can listen to what our inner child needs and what they would have wanted. It's in this, in this making room or making space that we actually begin to heal. We actually begin to make a dent in our trauma and in our healing and in our pain. So how do you stop intellectualizing your emotions? How do you move from all of this reasoning and all of this logic and into your heart, into, into the feeling? And the simple answer is move towards the pain instead of resisting it and fighting it and trying to change it into something that it's not, sit with it. I invite you to sit with it. Call it out. Call it by its name. Ask it to come forward. And then pay attention to where this sits in your body. Where does this pain sit? So maybe if you're feeling grief, it feels like a dense, damp, heavy wetness sitting in your chest. 
and really just invite yourself to close your eyes, focus your breath on that damp heaviness, and just breathe. Just breathe with it. Simply just start breathing into your body and then pay attention to how those sensations move and trickle and ripple through the rest of your body. Watch how your body responds. Watch how your body wants to move or wants to react. Or maybe you want to scream, or maybe you want to hit a pillow, or maybe you want to hold yourself and curl up into the fetal position as you cry. It's paying attention to the intelligence of our body instead of the intelligence of our mind. Because intelligence, mental intelligence or traditional intelligence and reason and logic of how we know it is really important at times, right? It's really important, you know, when you're building rockets or when you're trying to make a smart financial decision or you are trying to come up with a business plan. Some of those things require certain logical and reasonable processes. But when it comes to healing, And when it comes to spirituality, right, you can learn these concepts, but spirituality is not something that's meant to just be taught, right, and to be learned through the mind. It's something that has to be experienced. You can teach the concepts that might lead you to the spiritual connection, but spirituality is an experience. It's not something that just happens in the mind. It's not just a string of concepts and laws. It's a somatic an energetic experience. And it's the same thing with your emotions. And the two are very linked because feeling your emotions is a spiritual experience. And so most people spend their lives, especially on a spiritual path, finding ways where they don't have to feel their emotions because they think that transcending their emotions and pretending like they don't have emotions so they can be the most enlightened being in the world is spirituality, but really that's just bypassing. That's bypassing the entire human experience. And that's exactly why we're here is to be human and to feel these things within our bodies, within our souls and our minds. But we have to live and experience life through the flesh. Some of the ways that have kind of helped me to be able to really sit in my body um, and feel these emotions has been like EFT tapping, right? That's been really good. A lot of tapping, you know, if I feel something heavy in my chest or I could feel like my throat feels really tense or tight, I'll sit there and breathe and I'll just tap through it until it comes to the surface. EMDR can be really helpful. It helps you really process the trauma and it allows the pain of the past to really come up and be felt. And this happens through neurolinking both sides of the brain and rapid eye movements. So not all therapy will leave you feeling stuck, but I think there are some limitations within, you know, CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, because most of that is just talk therapy. I think finding, you know, somebody to work with that is very holistic in their approach is really helpful. Um, Coaching can be helpful. Uh, Dance. Dance has been extremely helpful. Any way for you to be able to connect back with your body and really make that spirit, mind, body connection is going to help you get more into this feeling and experiencing um, part of your journey rather than just the mental journey. Another uh, thing that really helped me kind of connect with my body 
uh, pole dancing, pole dancing, just regular dancing in my room, uh, mirror work. If you haven't done mirror work before, basically what it is, it, I mean, mirror work can be a lot of things, but how I use mirror work is, you know, I sit in the mirror and I really see myself, right? I see my flesh. I see my body. I see my face. And then I am either I'm drawn to a certain area of my body or my face and I kind of focus on that and then I focus on the sensations that are in that area of my face or body and then I move that part of my body the way that it wants to be moved after I tune into it and then you know I do this to music and then you you sit there and watch yourself as you move. So you're in this process of feeling the movements and then seeing yourself doing the movements. And it creates this really deep and intimate uh, space of connecting your mind to your body. Ultimately, eventually, you want to be able to transcend techniques and just be a real fucking human being, right? To be a human is to accept the burden of living voluntarily, the ugly pain as as well as the joy. Feeling doesn't just mean you have to feel, you know, the pain and the grief and the anger and the rage that sits in your body. It also means that you get to fully feel pleasure and ecstasy and um, joy and laughter. Feeling the whole range of emotions. Intellect is a good thing. It can make us feel wise, insecure, and kind of accomplished, right? And so it's good when we need to use it, but it's also really important to keep in mind that we are also meant to be vulnerable and emotional creatures. In this journey from balancing our head and our heart, it's important to learn to tolerate and accept vulnerability and our emotions and feeling even when it feels childish. And I think being able to accept our emotions and accept where logic and reasoning is necessary um, is important. I think acceptance is a huge key in the balancing act between our head and our heart. And another big key in moving in one direction or the other to balance between head and heart is having awareness and taking responsibility. And so what I mean by that is paying attention to how you feel on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. So when anger comes up and bubbles up to the surface, take a mental note of it. Understand and become aware of what actually triggered that reaction. Um, I think taking mental notes will help you move from generalized terms like I'm upset to specific emotions like I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I feel rageful, right? And I think being able to have that awareness of what you're feeling when you're feeling it is super important because for a long time, you know, I didn't even know what I was feeling from moment to moment. And I would just have these mood swings and I would feel fucking crazy because you know, I would have all these emotions kind of swirling around in me all the time and I didn't really understand it and I couldn't really pinpoint exactly what I was feeling in any given moment. And so when you can take a pause and just be present with each emotion, um, you gain a greater awareness and you can really understand yourself at a deeper level and 
owning it and being responsible. Okay, I'm feeling angry. So I have to really be aware and make sure that I'm not dumping that on other people and I'm not taking it out on somebody else just because I'm feeling angry. Another thing is practicing mindfulness. And basically mindfulness is the opposite of intellectualizing because it allows all of your emotions to exist without judgment, without shame, without blame. And basically this kind of circles back to all the other points that I just made, the awareness, the responsibility, and the acceptance. So any form of non-judgmental awareness eventually leads to the realization that your feelings will not sabotage your life. Your emotions cannot control you unless you allow them to. When you come to the awareness and the understanding and the mindfulness that each emotion is just passing through. It's like a visitor in the town that is you. And so when you view emotions like that and you know that each emotion that you experience is just a temporary fleeting thing, even if the emotion lasts for a couple days or a couple weeks or a couple months or even a couple years, you know that this emotion cannot persist indefinitely. It can't live there forever and you can't live there forever. And so when we understand and really view emotions as kind of these fleeting little things, then it becomes a little easier for us to allow ourselves to create that space in in that depth in order to feel them. And that's one of the things that kind of helped me move out of a quote unquote permanently depressed state or anxious state. Like I was depressed and anxious for years and years and years and years and years. But when I realized that this depression and this anxiety cannot last forever, eventually it has to flow and change and morph into something else. And so when I had that mindset that even though I feel depressed now, it's totally okay, but this can't persist forever because life is ever changing and it's always moving and it's always shifting and it's always flowing even if it doesn't feel like it is. Your emotions are literally just information. It's information that has to be processed and computed in the body. And so when we allow those processes to take place in the body, the emotions don't have a hold on how we act or interact with everything else. When we do allow these emotions to overtake our life or control us, right? That's that's where a lot of mental health issues come from is because we then become the victim to the emotion instead of just allowing the emotion to live in space and time. I hope that this kind of brought you a little bit of clarity on where reasoning and logic kind of fit into the healing journey and um, how to navigate that space. If you liked this episode, go ahead and reach out to me on Instagram and let me know. Next week, we will be back to having guests on the podcast. Um, But I really enjoyed this chat with you guys and being able to kind of talk one-on-one just us. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Um, If you are interested in working one-on-one together, um, I will be taking new clients pretty soon. So if that's something that interests you or you have questions on processing emotions or healing trauma or really tuning into your body and reconnecting and reassociating yourself, feel free to reach out. You can either uh, DM me on Instagram. You can reach out via email, which will be in the show notes. Or if you just want to chat and say hello, feel free to do that too. I love connecting with you guys. Thank you so much for listening and we will chat next time. Toodles.